Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Between Your Ears. I'm your host, Peg Cleland. I'm a mindset coach, an online life coach, and I also focus in human design. And today's episode, I'm coming at you quick because I thought I would jump in here and record something before my son comes home for the weekend. So I'm excited about spending some time with him. He's coming for a big snowboarding event in Edmonton. So he's going to be uh, sharing space with us and my space is limited. So doing podcasts can't happen when people are around. So I'm jumping in today to talk about something I covered in my course last weekend. I did that free two-day human design for the holidays session and I was talking a lot about kids and parenting, but it was all about energy. And maybe before I dive in, I'll mention again that I do have a course coming up next week, starting on the 12th of December, all about the nine energy centers in human design and how they impact our lives. Uh, Emotions are a big one. We are giving out and receiving emotional energy all the time, depending on, you know, if your centers are defined or undefined. So an awareness of that is very important in your life. But there's also many different centers that are, you know, pressure centers, intuition, can't even talk, intuition, um, your heart center, you know, your, your mind, your processing center. So many things that when we understand them more, it impacts how we interact with others. It affects our relationships, our parenting, and so on. So that course is coming up next week if you're interested in jumping in. And actually, I guess this podcast will be launched the day that course is starting, but you can still jump in if you want. So uh, message me, I'll put a link in the show notes as well, but you can always jump in a little bit late because everything is recorded, um, which I love. And it's in a, in a private group where you could ask some questions too. So anyway, that's just a little uh, message at the beginning. And I'm going to dive into talking about some comments I made and some general tips about parenting. So on day two of my course, we talked about parenting philosophies. And it's something that I'm really passionate about when it comes to human design, the interaction of human design and parenting, because if we knew our children's human design, when they're still children, we could parent them according to that design, according to who they are, uh, the energy that they have, and not condition them quite so much in a loving way, you know, nurturing our children. But sometimes we nurture them right out of their authentic self, (laughs) you know, the conditioning of society and school systems and all that stuff. So if we knew their human design ahead of time, it would really help. But also just some general parenting tips. And when I wrote down my notes for the course, I came up with all these words and they seem to start with R. So I'm going to do a recap for you guys of the R words that I shared in the group. And the first one is respect. And when it comes to parenting, my thoughts on kids is simply that we need to treat them with the same respect that we treat any person, any human, any adult with. They're just smaller, but they're still human. And so often we hold children, the small humans, we hold them to a much higher standard, which kind of makes no sense, does it? They've been on the planet a lot less than us, and yet we hold them to a higher standard than we hold ourselves to. And some examples that I gave are... And answer these honestly. Have you ever, as an adult, had a bit of a temper tantrum? Um, Have you ever yelled at your computer maybe or thrown your phone down (laughs) when you got frustrated? Well, somehow that's acceptable for us unless you break your phone and then you got to get a new one. But it's more acceptable. It's like adults are allowed to. But kids, if they throw a temper tantrum or they break something, they break a toy... 
we get mad at them, we punish them, we discipline them, you know, instead of perhaps treating them with respect and acknowledging that, you know, we've done the same thing in a different way. But so that's one thing. Have you ever, as an adult, been late for something? I know I have. And yet we can yell at our kids sometimes when they're late. Have you ever made a mess? All the time. But it seems like it's okay for us, not for our kids. Have you ever started something and not finished it? Have you ever made a mistake? So many things that we as adults do, and it's acceptable, we, we don't allow it in our children, which is wrong. So this idea of respect, that's my first R word, respect. Stop holding them to a higher standard and respect them as humans. Uh, I, I love to think we should treat them as equals. Like they're smaller, but we don't need to talk baby talk to our children. We can talk respectfully with them. That's how they learn. So respect. Second one was role model. And we often say that, you know, kids are watching us, I guess basically is the the point, that it's not so much what we say, it's what we do. They learn from what we do. They are watching us and listening to us all the time. They pick up on our habits and things, which is, you know, maybe why they saw you get angry at your computer and then they got angry at their toy and threw it down and now they're in trouble. And in their little minds, they're thinking, yeah, but mom, you did that yesterday. (laughs) So, but this idea of role modeling, it's not just our words. It's what we're doing and what they see us doing. And it's, you know, proven that by, you know, up until age seven, they take everything that we do and say for granted. They just believe it because they're still forming beliefs in their mind. They don't, they don't have the questioning muscle to question it all. If we say it so, then it it is so. And so it's really important that we are careful, I guess, of what we're, what we're doing and that we're role modeling the best thing for them. An example of this would be something like without thinking, we can teach our kids um, to be perfectionists, to be people pleasers. Because if they see us, an example might just be that you, you know, your maybe your house is a mess sometimes just because it's lived in. But as soon as people are coming over, you get all frantic and stressed out trying to make it perfect for other people. Uh, and so they see that. That's just something they're learning now that we need to please other people. And, and they lock it down in their little minds. This is how we you know, what we need to do. So really think about what you are role modeling, what they're seeing. And also I want to say this idea of their listening. One of my pet peeves is when grownups talk about their kids or talk about other grownups in front of their kids as if their kids aren't there, as if the kids are invisible. You know, I don't understand that at all. They have the biggest ears of anybody in the room. And they hear what you're saying about them. Like maybe you're talking to your neighbor and you're saying something about, you know, oh, such a sensitive little kid. And you don't even mean to be saying bad things sometimes, but what you're saying, or that's my problem, child. Or she's always the goofy one. She's the messy one. Like the things that we might say about our kids, they hear those things. And they're creating that little belief system, that little identity is all getting processed into their little computer system. So be really careful of what you're saying in front of your kids because they're listening. And that also goes for what you're saying about other people, other humans in your life. Um, They're listening. So if you're talking about your neighbor in a bad way, they hear that. Um, They're not invisible. I guess that's my point. They're watching, they're listening, uh, and we need to be role modeling (laughs) 
good behavior all the time. Sorry to put the pressure on parents, but you, you know, you do need to role model. The next thing I had for my, my third R word is relate. And this one was more when something happens with our kids, sometimes they can feel like they're so different. They're, they're different than us. We separate ourselves. We do this with everything in life. We separate people into groups, you know, boys and girls. We separate the athletes and the nerds. We create separation by our color, by our religion. There's so much separation. We create separation of parents and children. And yet, when something happens for them, one of the best things you can do, one of my best parenting tips, is relate to them. Kind of share a me too moment in your life. To let them know that you understand them. Um, Even just if you say that, I totally understand why you're feeling frustrated. And sometimes you might even relate to them by making up a story. Maybe you've got a story, and that's great, in your life. But maybe you make something up. You know, ah, sweetie, I totally understand why you're feeling frustrated. You know, just yesterday, somebody in my office kind of spoke out of turn or said something bad about somebody else. I felt really uncomfortable. So I totally get that you were frustrated by this situation at school. Make up a story. Uh, When they threw their toy down, say, hey, sweetie, we can't do that. Now, I understand you're frustrated. Mommy gets frustrated too. I was frustrated with my computer yesterday. I couldn't get it to work for the life of me. But you know what I thought to myself? It's not going to help if I hit it or throw it because then I'll just break it and I won't have it anymore. Talk to them, relate to them, let them know that you experience the same things so that you understand them, you support them. They're no different than you. So relate. The next R word, reaction. And we often say, uh, work on changing your reaction to your children's behavior first before you try to change their behavior. Don't change them, change your reaction. So I think just how we react to situations is so important as a parent because they're taking notes, you know, of how we react. That's how they're going to react. The next time they're out playing with their friends, if we react in a, you know, loud yelling way, they're going to yell with their friends. That's going to become normal for them. So changing your reaction. And I think one of the best things we can do is just (laughs) stop and take a breath. Because sometimes it's hard not to just jump in and scream something or go to your room, you know, some kind of a reaction that we have, getting mad at them. Take a moment and think about, hmm, has this ever happened to me? How could I respect them? How could I role model something? How could I relate to them? So pause your reaction until you take a breath and then you can react And it's not really react then, it's more of taking action, but in a calmer way. Uh, Reinforce is another R word that I put down. And that one was all about praise. And not that you need to praise your kids all the time for no reason. But when there is a reason to praise, make note of it. Because kids are looking to be seen. Uh, We often say that kids are looking for a couple things in life, when they're little especially. They're looking for attention and the things that they can control. And there's not many things they can control. Their life is pretty much decided for them. And this starts young and it it comes, you know, as they get older too. But if we can allow them to have some decisions or some control, that's important. Um, But this idea of reinforcing the good is just the idea that you see them. They're looking for attention. So before they act badly to get your attention, start to notice the good things. 
and reinforce the good things. Um, I talk about this with human design sometimes when it comes to energy types because projectors as an energy type, they really are, they need to be recognized and invited into situations to do things. So I'm not going to go into a whole human design um, rant here, but with projectors, I often recommend to parents that see them doing things that you know light them up and praise them for that or recognize it, like just notice it, that you see them. And so that's the same thing with behaviors. If you notice a good behavior, like at Christmas time, if you notice they shared something, um, if they don't want to share something, that's a whole other conversation. We shouldn't make them share anything. But if you notice they did something on their own, praise that, oh, that was really nice of you to let them have a turn. Um, so this idea of just, they're looking for our attention. Find ways that you can can give it to them. Uh, the last little tip, and I, I did this on a, a radio talk show recently as well, and I shared this in the group, but, and it was still some more R words, but when it comes to holiday plans this year, so this is more, not just general parenting, but some holiday plans. And it's not even just parenting. It's for anybody. If you're having Christmas with other people, but when, especially when it comes to a family, do some research. So there's another R word for you. Research before your Christmas holidays, collect the data. What worked last year? What did the the kids really love to do? What was their favorite part? What did they hate? What was the worst thing? But collect the data from their perspective, especially if you want a happy Christmas, let your kids have a little bit of control. Let them be involved in the process because there's a saying that 90% of success of an event or Christmas gathering happens before anybody gets in the room. 90% of it comes from the planning. So plan ahead, plan for success by researching, ask your kids what they want to do. Ask what happened last year that they loved. And you can't do everything they want, but at least they feel heard. And maybe you can incorporate some of their ideas. So do some research with them. Uh, And then rethink things. Rethink some of the ways you've always done Christmas, always had dinner, always, you know, Christmas Eve, how you spent your time. Like, and why? Sometimes we get into our habits and traditions and routines and maybe it's time to shake it up a bit. Rethink things. Get your kids involved. They're creative. They might come up with a brilliant plan for how to organize the gift exchange. Um, ask some questions like, I wonder if this or what if we did this? Would you rather do this? If you could do this, like start some conversation and rethink some of the ways that you spend your time together at Christmas. And then the last thing I had put were two kinds of things, rehearse and role play. And I did this in a post not long ago as well on Instagram, but have a dress rehearsal, especially if you've got, you know, smaller kids, like practice a little bit, like, and and those what if scenarios, like what if you don't get the, the Lego set you wanted? Like, what if, what would, what would happen then? Because then if they say, well, I'll be so mad. Then you can have a conversation and say, yeah, you know, I probably would be mad too if I don't get the thing I really want at the top of my list. But if I don't get it, I'm still going to say, you know, thanks, or I'm still going to do this. And maybe I'm going to save some of my Christmas money so I can buy that set. Or maybe I could just return the thing I didn't want later. But in the moment, I'm going to be really thankful. So role play and rehearse some possible scenarios, some things that could go wrong, and how you might react differently. Because your kids might um, not know how to react at the moment. But if you practice some things and gave them some ideas, it might all go down a little better. So have a dress rehearsal for your Christmas. And the last thing I'll say, and I did this in a post as well the other day, was having a safe word. And it might sound silly, but at Christmas time with your kids, 
Uh, if you've ever watched the movie Four Christmases uh, with, who is it, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, it's very funny. But they're going to spend time with their f- respective families at Christmas time, and they made a pact with each other that if things got crazy, if they got too emotional, if they just needed to get out, they would say mistletoe. That was their safe word, mistletoe. And I thought, you know, that would be kind of fun for kids to know there was a secret word that instead of just, you know, tugging on your, mom, 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 that's not a secret word and it gets annoying, is have a word that if they're really struggling, maybe the kids are all down in the basement watching videos and they're not having fun or someone's being bossy or something's going on, they can come and whisper the safe word in your ear. And that's just a really strong signal for them that they need they need you. They need you to come talk to them. They need help for something. But it might also just be kind of fun because it's another way of letting them know that you are there for them, that you do see them uh, and and they can get in touch with you quickly by using the secret, secret safe word. So that was just another little tip. All right. That's it for today. Uh, thanks for joining me for a quick uh, impromptu talk about parenting and also about maybe planning for the Christmas holidays. And the last thing I'll say about this is believe in your kids, expect the best, you know, do all of these things that can help you plan ahead and prepare for the best possible Christmas and just believe in your kids. I think it's so important. Uh, Don't expect terrible things to happen. If you've done your work ahead of time, there'll be less of that anyway, but expect the best and you'd be surprised at how they will rise to the occasion. They'll, They'll rise to the belief that you have in them. So that is it. Thanks for joining me again. And if you want to jump in on the Human Design Energy Center course, please check out the link in my bio or send me a message quickly because Today is the day, as this is launching, that that program is starting. Um, And you can always catch the replay of the first day if you missed it. But it is going to be very impactful to understand how your energy works uh, as a parent. It's important. And just as a human being. So until next time, take care of the space between your ears. And I will see you very soon.